8.04, four minutes after eight. Welcome to Fresh Breakfast on Metro FM. Coming up in this hour, Fresh Politrix with author and political analyst Rolf Mateka, who talk land. And then Naomi Campbell is in town. What is she doing in town? Naomi Campbell, supermodel extraordinaire, joins us in about 15 minutes. Today, Monday, the 9th of July, 2018, on this day in 1991, after being banned from the Olympic Games for 21 years, the Olympics Committee end its ban on participation by South Africa. This allowed South African athletes to compete in the 1992 Summer Games in Barcelona, Spain. The decision was announced in the afternoon by Juan Antonio Samaranch of Spain, president of the IOC, who said... I have decided today to proclaim the outright recognition of the National Olympic Committee of South Africa. Uh, insert own Spanish accent. He warned that today's decision could be reversed if patterns of discrimination against non-white athletes emerged either in team selection, processes, or in the use of training sites. South Africa welcomed back to the Olympics on this day in 1991. KO. A.K.A. Fire Emoji. K.O. featuring the Super Mega A.K.A. Fire Emoji. Ten after eight. Welcome to Monday. Welcome to reality. Hopefully you are warm. Hopefully the kids are warm wherever they are going. If they're going back to school today, ask kiss. I guess this is a feeling Even holidays must end at some stage. It is time to talk fresh politics. He's an author and political analyst, Ralph Mateka, in the building right about now. Morning, Ralphie. Good morning, good morning, Fresh, and good morning to the crew, and morning to Metro Family. Uh, we are glad you survived the Durban July. We're told <laughs> that uh, you are one uh, such attender of such events. <laughs> I like horses, but I never got closer to the Devon July phrase. You know, over the weekend, that's when you try to catch up with some reading. Actually, strange enough, I'm submitting my thesis next week, so I had to stay indoors and keep working. First things first, the Devon July is about horses? I had no idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, secondly, what's your... It's about horses, Fresh. It's about horses. I had no idea. About heads and fashion and so forth, you know. I thought about it's about horses looking for their hair. Wow. I heard it was here somewhere. <laughs> Day, <laughs> may brew. What's, what's your PhD on? And well done. I think stands fresh. I'm working on affirmative action cases. You know, one of the areas where you have measured differences in our society is about how affirmative action is being implemented. We have seen cases and dispute on affirmative action going to court. Actually, an interesting case came last week where uh, the Department of Justice's attempt to ensure that uh, uh, some of the uh, uh, insolvency cases are uh, given to blacks and so forth was struck down in court. So there is a, a more serious battle between government and some of the uh, uh, civil society, some organizations mm. on affirmative action. So I'm looking at those cases as they come out in court, trying to explain where are we going about affirmative action. Is it because of uh, that it was it was implemented or it is being implemented badly? That is why more often the court always strike it down, saying to government that no, go back, this is not constitutional and so forth. Yes. So I'm looking at those cases as they came forth uh, since the democracy in South Africa. Is this you saying you'll be Dr. Ralph Mateka sooner than later? 
And it sounds too heavy, but uh, it appears that uh, I might be forced to accept that title. But I, I still prefer to go as Ralph, to be honest. Congratulations, Dr. Ralph Mateja. Uh, at least loading. Dr. Ralph is loading. Ralph, let's get straight into it then. Let's talk land. We're back here. And I think we'll be here for the longest time. Indeed, Fresh, we'll be here for the longest time. I mean, the question of land, uh, we've spoken about it a few times right here on Metro FM. And, you know, when when political parties started this discussion of land, on land, a few months ago, most of them, they were very resolute, Fresh. They came with ultimatums, such as that we are going to touch, to take that land, we are going to expropriate. And one of the one of the positions that they've taken was on the land belonging to traditional authorities, mm-hmm. where they've been saying that uh, uh, no land is sacrosanct. We are not going to give uh, anyone preferential treatment. And they there was a tension when about the ANC's position on this, and even the EFF's position. Remember that Motlante report where he referred to Ingonyama Trust and mm. traditional leaders as a twin pot little dictator. Mm. The ANC supported him on that. Mm-hmm. But very interesting, I think, is that they underestimated the reaction or possible reaction by traditional authorities because traditional authorities have hit back. Some are even threatening to go to court. We have seen reports that uh, uh, King Velicini was threatening that uh, KZN will be its own independent state. So mm. it just shows that political parties never thought about this thing properly because the EFF, which was also angry at traditional authorities and the NC, now they seem to be changing their mm-hmm. position where they are talking about having a good cup of coffee with, with King Goodwill, Zolitini and so forth, showing that not much thinking went into this before the whole thing started. They're making a turnabout on this. It is very interesting. Mm. It is very curious because they are not even explaining uh, sufficiently why are they taking the position, a complete about 10 without proper explanation. Yeah. Now, it it was Parliament that actually mandated former President Halima Matlante and that high-level panel to assess the whole Ingonyama Trust thing. And then over the weekend, he, uh, the president of the ANC is now meeting with uh, the king of Amazulu as well as uh, king, um, uh, the, the IFP leader. If now there's a panel discussion that was issued by Parliament and now the ANC leadership is now saying that that Ingonyama Trust and that kind of land will not be touched, where are we exactly? Because now you are co-towing to what the, 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 the traditional leaders are wanting, but there's something that has already been done by Parliament. And does this then mean that uh, the Mutlante report has him thrown under a bus? That's exactly it. I mean, there is no better way of framing it like the, uh, than the manner in which you are doing, because I think Mutante is being isolated now. Uh, as you correctly say, he was mandated by parliament. But even after that, the NCSA political party endorsed that report mm-hmm. by then. And now we are seeing Mutante being isolated. And also, I mean, we have seen the report over the weekend and so forth last week that uh, uh, NKVA member, Carl Niehaus, apologize to the king on behalf of the ANC. Mm. It also shows that the ANC itself is not united on this. And it points to one area. Uh, we are going into the elections. We spoke about this, that sometimes elections are 
they tend to ground political parties, mm. bring them to some form of, uh, uh, I wouldn't say reality, because they are likely to change position after the election. I think that there is a concern that if you go into the 2019 election, and this applies to all political parties, not just the ANC, but also the EFF, but if you offend the traditional authorities, they still have a link with constituencies. Mm. So where are we about this? Political parties are just improvising. My sense is that members of parties, senior members, they wake up in the morning, they read the political wind, and they position themselves. They are not taking a position on the basis of principle here. I think mm. the DA coming out on this, and what they seem to be saying is that the question of title deeds in, 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 in where a traditional authorities hold land need to be dealt with. I mean, to be honest, if you want to bring about change in the holdership of land, and then you have this arrangement where traditional authorities hold land on behalf of the people, mm. those people don't have uh, title deeds. And what are you actually saying? Are you saying that uh, you have different moral authority for people who live under those traditional authorities and those who live in urban areas who still enjoy, who enjoy title deeds to a greater extent? How do you see this eventually playing out? Like, what's the end goal here? Uh, you know, first, uh, let's look at it into context quickly. If you look at it, uh, traditional authorities have gained a great deal of legitimacy recently because of the moral decline of legitimacy among political leaders, mm. corruption, and so forth. So that gives them that leverage to push back. And my sense is that it might end up in litigation. People will go to court. And quite interesting is that the very same reason why traditional authorities are going to court is the same reason that Africaners are pretending to go to court over the land, after mm. forum and so forth, and those organizations. So it's not going to be resolved now. It will most likely go to court, but possibly sanity will prevail after the elections, because after the elections, maybe political parties will think different. Okay, they're going to be going to court, but who are they going to be taking to court exactly? They will have to take government's policy to court because this is where they're going to test the constitutionality of this expropriation of land without compensation. Remember the first person actually to come out uh, earlier when this thing came out who threatened to go to court on behalf of people was Tara Likuta Mm -hmm. who said that, look, we will go to court and contest this and some other groups went to policy to test its constitutionality in court. I think that is what you're going to see happening. But even besides going to court, I think that traditional authorities will use their link with the constituency in those areas to actually bargain very hard with political parties on this. Ralph, uh, interesting times as always. And uh, yeah, we'll keep a finger on the pulse. Thank you, as always, for your time. Ralph Mateja's book is out in stores. It's called Ramaphosa's Turn. Uh, get yourself a copy. Give him feedback. Give us feedback. Hashtag Fresh Breakfast. Let us know what you think. Metro FM traffic. Still pretty heavy out on the eastern. Holly Ray on Metro FM. This is Deepa. Also played you little Dickie and Quith Brown. Freaky Friday. It is eight thirty.